Hello and welcome to the Hollywood Critics Association's Foundation After Show. Each week on the show, we will discuss the latest episode of the Apple TV Plus series based on the beloved science fiction novels of the same name by author Isaac Asimov. I'm Jamie Philbrick, entertainment journalist and critic for We Live Entertainment and a member of the Hollywood Critics Association. We have a great show for you tonight. We will be having a spoiler-filled discussion of the latest episode of the series, which dropped tonight, entitled The Mathematician's Ghost. But first, allow me to welcome my co-host for the show, Yell Teagle and Nikki Flower. Hey! Hello. Hi. How are you guys doing this week? Great, great. Excellent. So excited to talk about this. Well, let's just jump right into it. Um, we had a great episode uh, this uh, tonight. So uh, a couple of things, a little quick recap. We saw Cleon the first's final days, uh, Dawn's ascension today, his conflicts with the former day, uh, and the birth of a new Dawn. Uh, we also got to see Selden's group landing on Terminus, uh, the discovery of the vault, and we got some more time with Salvor and even discovered that she is the child of Abbas, Clark Peters' character. So let me open this up to my co-hosts. Uh, yeah, let's start with you. What were your thoughts on this week's episode? I was so excited to be wrong. Um, I was so happy to see that Salvor was not Gail's daughter. I was very excited to get that story and figure out who she was. I feel like this episode um, really excited me because I felt like we got answers, even though we did not get answers. I felt like we did. And I liked that. I love that. It felt like we progressed the story. Um, even though it ended with me very confused. I, my notes were like, I'm lost now, but I was very excited up until that point when I got confused, but I'm so excited about it. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. I had a similar feeling. Um, it was great to sort of progress the story. I mean, we talked about this last week. We know, uh, especially Nikki, who's read a lot of the source material. We know that this spans, uh, you know, hundreds of decades. So to sort of see the story jump forward and then also kind of um, start to come together uh, with some things and sort of catch up to this uh, 35 year later timeline jump that we saw in the first episode was was really exciting. Nikki, what were your thoughts on this week's episode? Well, I loved it. I loved the introduction to the new characters and we got this backstory to see Cleon the first and um, the drama involved <laughs> in the, the, the clone dynasty. I mean, uh, it was just chilling. Uh, we basically saw someone's funeral. Um, so that was really intense. And um yeah, I love the, the whole dynamic of Salvor and what's going on in Terminus. And like uh, y'all said, you're getting answers and we're getting so much new information. And there's lots of little Easter eggs from the book that are fun. Um, so, yeah, definitely enjoyed it. And the visuals, again, I'm just loving the visuals. Yeah. Well, let's unpack some of that stuff a little bit. Um, let's start in talking about the clones, the Empire, um, and sort of what we saw progressing in this episode. Um, I, I, you know, I thought it was really interesting. And this was one of the things that I kind of thought maybe we would see in the show, uh, you know, from the first episode. And, and we did get to see it as a sort of 
passing of the torch, if you will, passing of the crown, maybe is a better way of putting it. Um, and, and how uh, the whole clone thing, uh, clone empire began and where it's sort of going to catch up with our main story on Termeris. Uh, Yell, what were some of your thoughts on that and sort of seeing how that progressed with the with the dawn becoming day and 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 day becoming dusk and dusk becoming actual dusk ashes and then a new dawn yeah i actually really loved their their explanation of it the showing of it, everything about it um getting more information about uh Dermazel, like that was so interesting um and now i'm like ooh uh, Dermazel is my new favorite character and I want to see her storyline. Um, but I did love that we now understand this like progression, as you said, from uh, dawn to day to dusk to darkness. I There was a brother darkness and I was oh. so excited to be like, wait a second, there, there are other titles, there are other names because I thought it was just the three. And I guess as they age, um, it's great. And I will say this, Lee Pace's performance as the new brother day so like the child that we saw in the first episode now in this age group you can see that it's a different day it's a different version of it and i really really like that performance i think it's so amazing that lee pace is just so talented and this one feels you know one of our big complaints from the first episode was that it felt like he was rehashing ronin from garden right. and this this day does not feel like that he feels like someone else that is such a good point. Yeah. Um, and I was thinking about that too. Like Lee Pace's performance, you really could tell this was a different day. And, and it fit with sort of the performance of the kid we saw in the first episode. Yeah. Uh, and, I, and I really like that. And I agree with you. It, 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 it gives him more to do than just sort of the Guardians villain that we've seen uh, before. Uh, Nikki, let me get your thoughts on... Lee Pace's performance and and sort of the transition of the of the empire. Um, well, I, I only have positive things to say about Lee Pace. I think he's <laughs> amazing. This um, just he's really really giving us emperor and um, you know his just his presence and his his, his training. Um, he's just doing a f phenomenal job. Um, I love this again. This the whole story with you know going back to Cleon the first and seeing. Demerzel's uh, relationship with uh, the the Imperials, which you know comes from the book, um, outside of the cloning. Um, I, I also love that you know there wasn't a lot of violence in the Asimov uh, books, and mm. uh, the violence here that they're showing is very subtle. Uh, but it's very like emotional. Like I was like triggered when I'm like, this man is walking to his funeral and they're like blowing up the star bridge. I'm like, you know, my gosh, like what a buzzkill for him. Um, so I love seeing that emotional journey and the fear and the evaluation of one's fate and just that whole dynamic. I was just really, really, um, I love that they, um, you know, developed that. Yeah, I mean, one of the nice things I really liked about this episode was is seeing that conflict. I mean, I sort of mentioned from the first episode that I really enjoyed the Empire and sort of the, you know, uh, uh, castle intrigue that's going on with those characters. But the conflict between the new 
day and the old day and, and even Brother Dusk to a degree. Um, I, Nikki, I'm curious, is that developed in the novels as well? Or is that something that you think uh, that the writers and the showrunners are kind of um, expanding on with the series? Repeat that again, the relationship between the brothers? Yeah, the relationship well, between the brothers and the conflict that there's that we sort of see between them in episode three. The clones aren't in the book, right, Nikki? Yeah. yeah, the clones aren't in the oh, book. Oh, that's right. Yeah, but we, we will see a lot. Um, they definitely take from the prequel and the sequel, and they're pulling uh, some of the conflict, you know, um, with the people that live below the surface and some of the other empires that, you know, we're going to see. I don't want to spoil anything for anyone. But right. um, yeah, the clones were in the book, but, um, you know, I, I think that they're important. I think audiences, it's something the audiences can, you know, can grab onto as far as these are, you know, real life things that people deal with as far as, you know, fate and conflict, um, you know, so I think there's something there that is definitely interesting. You know, it's so funny. I, that shows you, you know, I didn't read the source material. And even though we talked about it last week that the clones aren't in the book, I mean, it just shows you how pivotal they are to this series, the, the television show, because I completely forgot they're not in the book. So they're doing a pretty good job uh, um, with those characters and doing some interesting things with them. Um, let's talk a little bit about our group on Terramis and Salvor and, you know, sort of... Um, more of the discovery of her character this week. Uh, that was one thing that we didn't see a whole lot of her in episode one and two. She sort of sprinkled about. Um, and so I thought it was really great to get to spend a lot of time with her this week. And I mean, she's a badass. I mean, that is a badass character. Uh, Yell, talk a little bit about... Um, your thoughts on sort of uh, that part of this episode, the the uh, turmeric part of it. Yeah, I really enjoyed um, seeing seeing them find or land or get stuck there. I enjoyed that, um, and I like this this twist that I did not see coming that the vault was there that it was there when they got there, and they and they they have theories as to how, and and it's not them. So like, I am fascinated to see what that all is about. Um, and I really enjoyed getting to explore this world. And, you know, we talked a little bit about it last time, um, whether, you know, we would stay and watch a show with characters we don't actually know. Um, <laughs> and the answer is yes. The answer is absolutely. Because it was so exciting to to uncover who they were because we like, you know, they're, we know them in relation to other people. So that was very interesting. Um, and I, uh, up until the end, I was really, really like super into it. And then the end really confused me, which I'm into if I get an answer next. But right now I'm confused. Well, what, what confused you? Uh, elaborate a little bit on that. Maybe Nikki yeah. has some insight. <laughs> uh, well, I, I assume it will be explained at some point. But, you know, watching Salvor chase this little boy and then there's a creature and then there's an invasion uh, that it just was all it happened. And then the episode ended. And we don't know with this show, as we've seen in the first two episodes, I mean, the next episode may jump 
another hundred right. years. So we have no idea, which actually I think does kind of make it episode to episode pretty exciting. Um, I would imagine even for people who've read the source material, because we don't really know where it's going to go. Uh, Nikki, what were your thoughts on sort of Termarest, the vault here? We'll give a nice shot of the vault there and everything kind of going on with Salvor in this episode. Um, well, as you say, uh, she's badass. I, I mean, she's giving, a, um, you know, Leia's giving this phenomenal performance. Um, and I love the whole uh, idea of, you know, they're kind of pulling from the books with um, how the, 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 the colony was built in Terminus mm. and the conflicts on what to save and what not to save. And we saw that in episode two, I believe, with Gail talking about the math. Um, so here we have the sundial scene and uh, Salvor going back and forth with her mom and, um, you know, the introduction to just um, even Lewis's character. So it's nice to see some of the characters from the book and just showing that everything wasn't about the encyclopedia. And that's that was Salvor's role in the book, um, where he, in the book, was more concerned with the people that weren't related to the encyclopedia. They wanted to go on with their lives. They wanted to have some sort of system set up. You know, everyone's waiting <laughs> for something to happen and nothing's really happening. Um, so it's interesting, you know, definitely to see Salvor's character evolve and, um, you know, there's lots of little gems. Again, I'm trying not to spoil, <laughs> but um, yeah. And then Salvor's character, you know, she is has this these premonitions. She's, you know, she's able to, you know, um, cross over the null field to get to the vault. Why? <laughs> so um, there's still a lot of mystery to her. So I think there's still a lot yet to come. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yo, you brought up a great point. Like there was an alien creature. Like, I don't, really know like was it real was it something she was seeing is the vault creating that like i think there's a lot of questions revolving around that that i hope we'll get some answers in the next episode um i'm gonna ask a question of both of you that i think may end up being a uh question we ask every week uh so but let me start this week is this still selden's plan is everything going according to plan on Termaris, or are these things that seem like he didn't plan for, did he plan for them? Yeah. What are your thoughts on that? Oh, start with Nikki. I have no idea. No. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think, I think, I think everything is going according to Harry's plan. Like mm. I said last week when we spoke, I feel like he's the one that's in control. He's the one, you know, with all the information and, you know, he gives it out if he wants to, if he doesn't, he's withholding, um, you know, kind of information from everyone. So um, he's, he's nowhere to be found. <laughs> so um, yeah. Yeah. So yeah, it's going to be interesting to see. I mean, yeah, yeah. What, what do you what, you, what do you like to add to that? Shrug emoji. That was my response. <laughs> shrug emoji. Yeah, it's going to be interesting to see. I mean, I guess is he so smart that he would have planned for unknown variables, and are those mm. unknown variables part of the plan? And uh, that's a really interesting space, I think, for a series like this to be able to kind of play in and, you know, maybe 
send us in the wrong direction in one episode and then send us in the right one in the next one. So that's going to be interesting to think. I think that's something we're going to talk about each week, Selden's plan and and how it's going, if it's still uh, developing and, 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 and going as planned. Um, favorite moments. What are some of our favorite moments from this episode? I really enjoyed... I mean, I'm going to I'm going to say, you know, everything with the clones and kind of seeing how that process works. Uh, and and I, I agree. I think, Yell, you said it like the sort of funeral scene for Dusk and some of these other things were really uh, emotional and interesting. Uh, and then Salvor, I mean, just really getting to spend some time with her and see what she's like and, and to see how she's, you know, kind of a rebel. But at the same time, you know, she's she's sort of you know, she's the kind of rebel you want, right? Like she's the, she's the rebel who's fighting for uh, what's right and, and, and what they need to do. So I, I think it was a great episode to get some real development on her uh, character as I feel like that's really going to be the main character moving forward. But of course, with the show, we never know. Um, uh, Nikki, let me throw it to you. What were some of your favorite moments? Oh, some of my favorite moments, um, definitely love Salvor and just getting to Terminus. And, you know, I, I wanted things to kind of move along. And I, I feel they are, like I said, episode two wasn't in the books. That was um, the, the whole um, mm. jump ship or, or slow ship. So um, it's, it's nice to finally get onto Terminus. And um, there's, you know, obviously there are people coming. <laughs> we don't know who they are yet, but um the, uh, I won't spoil it, <laughs> but yeah. So um, just again, love all the visuals and um, yeah. Then there's the part of um, Brother uh, Day, which is really interesting um, to see the new Brother Day, you know, turning 17 and wanting to wipe out uh, this, this mural <laughs> that the past uh, had created. So it's just interesting to see that breakdown. And I think there's a lot in store for, um, you know, just what's going to happen between, you know, the Cleon dynasty, um, because we're already starting to see glitches. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yell, what were some of your favorite moments this past week? Um, I think Dermazel is definitely becoming my new favorite character. Um, I, I, I want to like take this character at face value, but I also am like, what if, she's really running the show, right? Like she's the only one who's consistent, even though they're clones, like she's the only one. So what if she's really running it? I think that'd be so interesting. Um, I really like that. And uh, I mean, as much as I was confused, I did like the end because it really got me to be like, what? What's happening? Who's this? <laughs> I'm sticking around. So yeah, those are my favorite parts. I like what you just said. I like the idea that maybe she's running the show, that she's running the empire. Uh, and maybe that was the original Cleon's plan from the beginning. I, I That's going to be interesting to see. And of, and of course, the clones aren't in the book, so Nikki has no inside information for us. Um, well, uh, is in the book. Uh, oh, she is. Demizel, yeah, she's in the book. And she actually... Um, she is, you know, the aide to Cleon the first, and she actually introduced, uh, well, Harry to another robot or whatever you would call her, uh, Doors, who ended up being Harry's wife in the book, and then Raish was their son. 
Um, and I, I want to add a little tidbit because it's going to it's going to get spoiled uh, as soon as people see this little boy, boy running. In the book, there is uh, a mention of Harry mentioning um, where he, when he found Raish running in the on the in the district of Dahl, and uh, you know they kind of like rescued him and adopted him. So that might be that might be Raish. I'm just going to take my guess. So it just adds. Yeah, that's really interesting. Well, you know, we were talking about Selden and I think it was mentioned uh, on Termaris in this episode that, you know, he did die. I mean, it did seem that that's what they were telling us with this episode, that in episode two, where we saw him die, that he did, uh, or at least soon after. So, um, but that does still leave Gale uh from episode two so maybe some guesses about what we think might happen are we going to see her again or do you think her story is over i'll, I'll start with you yell i think next episode will be back to her like i think that this was an episode that was completely like separate the way that we had discussed it could happen and i think next episode will take us back to her that's my guess interesting interesting and do you think selden's really dead do you take them at their word uh, in the in the I, timeline. Now that they've said it, yes. Right. <laughs> but I did until it was said. <laughs> yeah, I'm led to to feel the same. Uh, Nikki, what were your thoughts on that? Um, I think Gail is definitely coming back. I think she's going to be around for a while. Um, she dropped. Well, he dropped off in uh, the first part of Foundation. So, you know, Gail's kind of serving as a narrator for all of us. You know, we're kind of in her shoes where we don't know what's going on. She doesn't know really what's going on. She's telling the story. So I think she's gonna be here for a while. And um, as far as Harry being dead, um, no. I know he dies in the book, but I I don't Mm. feel he's completely dead, (laughs) but, I feel we're definitely going to be seeing him uh, in some form um, in future episodes. I agree. And I mean, it's important to say, especially the way the series is unfolding from the source material. I mean, there are stories from before the first episode that we didn't see from the book. So certainly, even if Selden is dead in the part of the timeline we're in in episode three that doesn't mean that we're not going to see him again that we won't see the great jared harris again on the series um performances we talked about lee pace um i think that this was really salvor's episode uh i i would sort of assume that we'll see that sort of escalate in the next few episodes or at least when we come back to this timeline um any other performances? And and, and uh, the actress that, pl- that plays the robot, I think, was really great in this episode as well. Um, uh, Nikki, performances. Yeah, um, I believe her name is Laura. Laura plays Demerzel. Um I thought she's doing you know, an incredible job. Um, I loved this introduction to Hugo. I'm not sure of the actor who's playing Hugo, um, but... You know, Salvor's friend who just jumps onto Terminus, but he, you know, he's giving me, <laughs> you know, <laughs> epic performance there. Um, just in charm and just, you know, the whole dynamics of the relationship. Um, yeah, but, you know, I'm a fan of Leia. I think, you know, she's just, just really killing it. Yeah, Lauren uh, Byrne is the name of the actress that plays Ito, and uh, and I agree. Yeah, and yeah. I, 
Yeah, uh, yeah, Darmazel. Uh, and so, um, and I also agree uh, that actor was great who played Salvor's friend that uh, that that comes to visit. Uh, I hope to see more of him in the future. Um, Yell, how about you? Um, no, those were the ones that I I, I said Lee Pace, um, I, Leah for sure. Um, uh, Laura plays Demerzel, and um, I the the friend is named Hugo, right? So that would yeah. be uh, Daniel McPherson is the actor. Okay, great. Yeah, he's really good. Um, and 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 an equal badass, I think, for Salvor as well. Yeah, great chemistry. You know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, um, let's do predictions. Predictions for next week. Uh, Yell, I'll start with you. I already said I think the next episode is going to take us back to Gail, and we're going to see where she right. ended up. Uh, where she wakes up um, and hopefully we get answers as to who are the people at the end? What was that creature? What's with the boy? All that at some point. <laughs> That's a lot. Yeah. Um, I, you know, with this series, it's hard to really know. Um, I'd love to see a continuation of where we ended with this episode, but we haven't seen that happen yet. So who knows? Um, you know, I would be open to sort of going way back, you know, like we've talked about and, and, and uh, maybe seeing the beginning of uh, Selden figuring out the plan uh, and how it sort of bridges off from there. Um, but there's a lot of questions that we have that we need answers to. Nikki, what are you hoping for for next week? Um, well, just from reading the books, I know that, you know, this is a Selden crisis that they're having to get through. So I feel we're going to stay in this crisis for a little bit and, um, you know, get answers as uh, Yale mentioned to all the things that you mentioned. I want answers to you as well uh, from, you know, the little boy to, you know, what's up with Salvor and what's, you know, you know, what is the deal with her, uh, her kind of empath um, persona? Mm. So um, I'm hoping there's more action too. <laughs> um, I think there'll be a little bit more action and um, yeah, uh, just getting more answers, seeing Harry Selden if he returns. It, now, was there not enough action for you in this episode? Um, I would say um, not really. I, I, I think that it's definitely slow moving, but like I said, it does mimic the books. But I'm hoping that it does pick up. Um, you know, I guess I was spoiled with the Starbridge crashing down. <laughs> so, we'll <see>. yeah. <laughs> well, and you also mentioned the Selden crisis. Uh, and that's actually referred to uh, at least once, if not twice, in this episode. Uh, is there anything you can sort of tell us about that from the books? What, what was, was that something that sort of he passed down to the foundation to let them know these things were coming that were part of his equation? Yeah, part of him predicting with psychohistory um, and predicting uh, just these crises that they're going to have to go through and whether they would accomplish them. Um, so, yeah, and kind of going back to what you asked before uh, about, you know, do these little things change, you know, Harry's predictions? And we have to remember that Harry was predicting the masses and sometimes the the individual really doesn't play a role. So that's a huge question with, you know, the fandom uh, through Asimov's work. Is if the individual has as much of an impact as the whole. As, as the whole, you know, right. can one man change history? 
Um, so I still believe, you know, Harry, uh, you know, his predictions are, are you know, coming true. But, um, I, you know, I personally don't believe that these little hiccups are are interfering with the bigger picture. Right. Well, and then, yell. let me ask you this. Do you think Salvor is the, that individual? Is she the individual that might be able to change the course here? That's a great question. Uh, I I don't, at this point, I do not know. Uh, this is like the first episode we've really gotten to see her and, and get to know her because we've seen her, but we haven't like seen her. So right. uh, I don't know yet. Ask me next episode. <laughs> well, I wonder if that's not maybe what's at play here. And that's going to be the central question of at least this part of the story in the timeline as the series continues, that that's going to be sort of the question that Salvor has to sort of answer for herself and answer to, you know, her parents and the rest of the foundation. Um, Cause we clearly can see that the foundation like doing things a certain way, and that may not be the way that they survive. <laughs> so it will be interesting to see as we move forward. Well, unfortunately we are out of time. Wow. It went by real quick. Um, I want to thank you both for uh, another week uh, of watching this show. Um, yeah, let everyone know where they can uh, check you out. Um, I am everywhere on the internet at Yell Teagle. That is Y-A-E-L-T-Y-G-I-E-L. -E you can find me here on Wednesdays on uh, Hollywood Approved on the Hollywood Critics Association Ooh. channel. You can also find me um, on uh, Sundays on Fanversations YouTube channel for Law and Order S Review, where we talk about Law and Order SVU. Um, and uh, yeah, anything else, just check me out at Yelp Eagle. Awesome. And Nikki, thank you again for being here this week. Uh, tell everyone where they can find you and your work. Well, you can find me at Nikki Fowler 28 anywhere on social media and Glitter Magazine at Glitter Magazine, as well as on the Hollywood Critics Association YouTube at times, and as well as uh, the International uh, Press Academy. Great. And I'm Jamie Philbrook. Uh, you can find me at Philbrook on Instagram or uh, Twitter and at my name on Facebook. Uh, I also host HCA's Pop Council podcast every Monday at 11 a.m. Pacific time. And we want to thank you all so much for watching. Please make sure you hit the subscribe button, you like this video, and tune into the HCA's Foundation After Show every Friday at 12.01 a.m. Pacific time and 3.01 a.m. Eastern time. Until next week, we'll see you then. Thank you. Bye.